There's 162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Donaldson strike out again or seeing Judge hit 62 bombs. Bang! Bogart's leaving town, Kike making plays or Kenley closing the door. Debating with your friends, making dumb bets, or complaining about the umps again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Let's go, y'all. So chill with us, because Gamby and Beal are going to say it all. So chill with us, because Gamby and Beal are going to say it all. Man, Fred, Gamby and Beal made a podcast. Hello and welcome back to season two of the Yank Your Socks Off podcast, a podcast produced by two best friends who despise each other's baseball teams, but love each other anyways. We hope you enjoy. Thank you for tuning in now to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Yank Your Socks Off podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Gambardella III, the Yankees fan and the Yankees flag holder of this podcast. And the dude who flies around red socks all the time and joins me as my best friend, Matthew David Beal. Beal, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to think flight out to Denver tomorrow to follow my sports team, the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets have been the best team all year, the most consistent team. And they have been by far the best team in this playoffs. And I would be absolutely shocked if they don't win this game, win this series in a gentleman's sweep. With that said, before we jump into to NBA talk and our NBA finals preview, we are going to start with the NBA. We're going to touch on hockey and the Stanley Cup. And then we're going to finish with Yankees Red Sox talk like we do every episode during baseball season. So jumping right into it, Beal, your Denver Nuggets are going to their first ever, first ever NBA Finals appearance, and you're going to be at Game One. Game how, One. How? I mean, this is a terrible question, but because it's very self-explanatory, but I'm going to ask it anyways. How excited are you, and how nervous are you at the same time? Um. Just to re, it, it, I, I guess everybody heard. Uh, just to reiterate, I'm going to Game One. I'm very excited. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, um, don't forget, I will be there. You can watch me on TV when they pan to the upper, 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 upper decks. I will be in row 15, all the way back at the wall, probably behind a few banners. But I am going to Game Wait. One of the NBA Finals a threshold that the Nuggets have never gotten to. Um, and they're playing my brother's favorite team, the Miami Heat. So him and I are going to have a ball of time together. Um, I am ecstatic, nervous um, about every emotion I could possibly describe. I think that, you know, I, I've, I've been to the Super Bowl before. I've been to the ALCS. I've never been to a playoff basketball game in my life. Um, I was very fortunate to have gone to the Super Bowl when I was pretty young in 2012 when the Giants were there. Um, and and won. Forget that moment. 
one against the Patriots. Yes. That's incredible seasons I've uh, come to witness as a Giants fan. Um, I watched the Red Sox in 2013. Um, again, one of the greatest seasons I've ever witnessed, just the passion behind that team. And now I kind of get to even, um, you know, uh, even it out with the Nuggets and going to the finals, especially. It was kind of the last, like, playoff bucket list item that I and I'm just very fortunate because I'm only 25 years old and some people don't get to watch their teams win a championship ever. Um, and uh, regardless of whether the Nuggets win the or not, to be there and be involved and be at their first finals appearance, which is crazy. Um, it's also just a really cool experience. I'll get to share it with my brother. Honestly, I am nervous, but there's – there's just this like relief that came over me when the Nuggets made the finals because nothing you say or do or whatever can take away this. The championship trophy, I know it changes. Um, you know that feeling is going to elevate, but you can't take that away from the Nuggets. All the people that have slandered them all year long, including my co host of this podcast um, who slandered them in the beginning of the playoffs slander <laughs> but the blasphemy there, there have been a lot of people to overlook the nuggets this year and you can never take away the fact that they have made the finals but also beat some really really hot teams on the way there um, including the suns who had just acquired kevin durant the lakers who had looked like a completely different team in the second half of the year and ended up being um, one of the favorites in the Warriors uh, in the round right before the Nuggets. Um, I mean, the T-Wolves, I don't think anybody expected much from them. But, uh, but I mean, it's a very respectable route to the finals. It's definitely not an easy route. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm proud of the Nuggets. I'm proud of the the work that they put in to get to this point. And I would be devastated if finish this out. And, uh, you know, the goal is four more wins. Um, but at the same time, I'm just really happy with where we're at. Um, I, I don't think I'd be able to say that if the Celtics run the finals, but we're facing a very commendable team in the heat and, uh, you know, a team that has deserved the finals because they've just, uh, outlasted so many opponents and just persevered through everything, losing a play-in game, winning a do-or-die situation, gentleman sweep against the Bucks, and you knock off a hot Knicks team, you knock off uh, the Celtics in seven, um, and they find themselves in the finals riding behind, you know, a guy in Jimmy Butler who is just probably the clutchest player I've seen uh, since I started watching basketball, I, I don't think I can name a clutcher player. Dame is probably up there, but Dame also has not made it to the finals uh, like Jimmy has, and Jimmy is an incredible leader. So uh, with that being said, I a small part of me would be happy to see him win the finals as well. Obviously, I'm a Nuggets fan. I'm going to be rooting for them hard, but at least at the end of the day, no matter what the winner of the trophy is going to be deserving of it. So 
it does give me a little bit of relief to see that I would not have wanted to lose to the Celtics. That would have ripped me apart. Um, and, uh, and I'm happy that the Heat were able to win a game seven on, on the heels of elimination. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, like you asked, I, I definitely, um, you know, the team to show up. I, I really want um, to, to make a good showing in the finals. I, I want to put on an absolute performance on the biggest stage because of all the people who are talking shit about a Heat Nuggets finals and wishing that there was a Celtics-Lakers finals. Can't stand those comments. It really bugs me as a Nuggets fan. This is a team that is so fun to watch, and people are taking it for granted. Um, I think L.A. learned that last series, and um, Phoenix learned it, and the the world of basketball is starting to learn that the Nuggets are a fun team to watch as well as the Heat. And I, I think this uh, – you said this is going to be a gentleman's sweep. I think it's going six games at least. Um, I really do. I think this is going to go deep. Um, both teams have the uh, – ability to outlast each other the the nuggets have the strength in their big man obviously Nikola yoke um the heat will be able to limit him to a certain extent because bam is such a great defender and such a long defender um but obviously you cannot stop Jokic. you can't stop the rebounding that he's gonna um you know enjoy uh in this series also the heat are shooting the best like regardless of the three games that they dropped six anybody watching them realized that they were in those games because the Celtics flat out could not shoot with them their three-point scoring was incredible even when Jimmy Butler was five for 20 um they were two seconds three seconds away from winning game six so like this is a team that is hot as can be is probably not going to put up a game six performance again. And even at that, he, he got hot in the fourth quarter like he always does. Um, and they have Tyler Hero coming back. So this is a team that is hot as ever. Um, they feel like they have a massive chip on their shoulder. They feel like they're underdogs and they fight like they're underdogs. And I, I mean, they're a team who has just won three in the in the. Uh, TD Garden. Uh, I want to emphasize for the Knicks fans that will hate me for saying that the Boston Garden is whatever the Garden. But uh, they won three games in the Boston Garden. Um, the Denver Nuggets have a great home court advantage. But I, I mean, if any team is able to go into Ball Arena and give them a fight, it would be the Heat. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be a close series. I don't think that this is as lopsided as people are to be. Okay. I I love <laughs> I love that response to the one question I asked you yeah. about how you were feeling going into this series. Lots I knew it didn't feelings. take much to set you off about your Denver Nuggets. Oh, I just want to break down one. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with that said, with all of those things said, I just want to break down a couple of things you said. Number one, you are going to game one. You are going to game one, the first game yeah, ever game the one. Denver Nuggets are playing in the finals and you said your seats might be hot be behind some bank banners that are hanging yeah, in the nuggets yeah, arena probably yeah what would those banners be retired never, 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. I, I like are they Western hanging, Conference like, uh playoff appearance banners? Like yeah. what are, what are they hanging in there? Uh playoff banners, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um Western Conference semifinal. Oh yeah, 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 true, true, true. Um, MVP, you got to hang a banner. Yeah, for an two MVP. MVPs. Yep. Yeah, don't forget about that. Yep. Um, Best mm. mascot award. Yeah, got to hang it for that. Most, yep. most half court shots by a mascot in basketball history. Yeah, finished yeah. air. Out of probably, the, yeah, yeah, probably a banner that says mile high. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then like fifty two hundred and sixty feet, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, yeah, like you know, just just some cool yeah. stuff, like kind of keepsakes that you would keep in your man cave. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that said, with the arena, there'll be, I, we've there'll done be this another before, one. Though. But next week, I would like to for you to prepare like an arena breakdown of that. Uh, I don't know what the arena is called in Denver. Whatever. The it All is. Arena. The All Arena. The Ball. B A L L. What is that a company or is it's that a like company who makes the aluminum cans for most okay. beverage companies? All right, that's pretty sick. It, Interesting. Yeah, All right, yeah. well, you, we can talk ball and get a ball arena update next next podcast, uh, or yeah. you can post a little Instagram short on our Instagram page about the arena at the game. That would be yeah. pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. I would love for you to do that if if you were if you were if you were able. I would love for you to do that if you can. For sure, um, for sure. I'm fortunate to be staying about um, one block away from the arena, so <laughs> we'll have plenty of time over there. Plenty yeah. of pictures, uh, you know. Plenty of opportunity to scope out nearby restaurants and breweries that I could recommend to all my Nuggets fans listening. Yeah, and I would love to have Johnny on the pod or for you to interview yeah. him while you're there and just talk ball, uh, maybe get some clips from that because he is a Heat fan, and this is a rivalry between brothers in this series. So, But you did mention you've been to two playoff games, professional playoff games in your life, and both of the teams you were rooting for won those games. So you are 2-0 yeah. so far. Yeah. Third time, I, I, I mean, I think you might be a good luck charm. I, you know, you're, you're a great person and you are very you. fortunate to be going to this game, but you realize that and you're going to soak up as much enjoyment and, uh, and have a blast no matter what your team does. And I know you're going to do that. With that said, agreed. Talk- uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. One, one quick correction there. I, I have been to two playoff baseball games and one was a loss. So, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to make sure that that is because it makes my chances at seeing a win probably a little bit better. I'm not due for a loss. I just want to make that clear. I went to game <laughs> one of that series where uh, I think it was Max Scherzer who completely shut down the Red Sox, and then I went to game six and they won. So yeah, uh, just just want to throw that out there, throwing that little tidbit because I'm two and one. Um, and right. I think I'm Thank due you. for a win. All right. Yeah, but 3-1 is the most dangerous lead in all of sports. You know that, right? That's, yeah. a, that's a tricky place to be. Uh, but being up 3-1 is also better to be, than being down 3-1 still. That's fair. That's fair. With that being said, getting to the technical parts of things, you mentioned the word slander as to slandering the Nuggets. 
I have not slandered the Nuggets. I will say I have very much slandered the Heat throughout this entire playoffs, yes. mainly because they went to the fourth quarter. I think it was down one against my Chicago Bulls in the play-in game just to get into the playoffs, the last play-in game to get the eighth seed. The Chicago Bulls, they struggled to beat at home, which is why I thought the Heat were dead. They are certainly not dead. I don't know what the hell happened, how they lost to the Hawks in a play-in game and then barely beat the Bulls at home in both games. Makes no sense to me. The only thing that makes sense to me is Hemi Butler is my guy. He is the best player in basketball. To me, this is very biased. You know, he's been my favorite player in the league for the past, I don't know how many years, eight years since he's been a Chicago Bull, since he left. Well, he didn't leave. We traded him away, which good on us for the Chicago Bulls. But I will say we at least got Zach Levine and the Sixers chose Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. So that's neither here nor there. The Sixers stink. But anyways, to the Nuggets and Heat, the reason I say gentlemen sweep is because this Heat team, I'm counting them out again. I am slandering them again to a certain certain extent because they have played so many more basketball games than the Nuggets have. The Nuggets are 12-3. and They have yet to lose a playoff game at home. To me, the rest versus rust debate the, the Nuggets have had like a week and a half off now by the time they play Thursday. And the Heat will have a couple days off, but they'll have to fly to Denver and play in that thin air. The best chance the Heat will have all series to win in Denver will be game one. If they do not win game one, this series is over. I, that, is, that is my fundamental wow. analysis just on a blank sheet of paper because – Jokic is going to dominate Bam throughout this entire series. Bam was not – Bam is going to, you know, do some athletic things, rebound, but he did not shoot the ball well, ball well at all against the Celtics, and I don't think he's going to shoot the ball well against the Nuggets either. And Jokic can score on anybody. You just proved that against the likes of Anthony Davis. He dominated him and DeAndre Ayton, who are both adequate defenders, just like Bam, Bam – above adequate defenders, very good defenders. And he kind of made those guys look kind of silly. Like you can't stop Jokic at this point in time. He is playing like the MVP and he has been the MVP. He should have been the MVP this year. They just got tired of giving it to him without winning a championship. And I think it's going to be funny that he wins the championship without getting the MVP this year, but he should get the finals MVP. But that's neither here nor there. I think the difference maker is Jamal Murray is number two for the Nuggets and the number two for the Heat. If Caleb Martin can play like he did against the Celtics, maybe they, have, maybe they have a fighting chance. But I do not trust anybody but Jimmy Butler down the stretch. Whereas with the Nuggets, I trust two guys very well. And they play an incredible two-man game down the stretch. And I can't have the same thing said for the Heat. So that's that's just why I'm going with the Nuggets. And they've had they have some of the best home court advantage in the league. And you're only going to be helping that come Thursday night. So I am taking the Nuggets to close it out on home court in five games and for them to lift their first uh, first trophy ever in their first ever finals appearance. I sure hope so.
That would be fantastic. But if they lose game one, we will reconvene after the weekend, and I will yeah. definitely be taking the heat if they lose game one. If they show a crack in the armor and lose at home, I think being a young Nuggets team, first finals appearance, things are start are going to start maybe unraveling a little bit in, in those minds. It's very – every sport is very mental, and I think doubts are going to start creeping in. Hopefully the veterans that they have in Jeff Green and KCP who have been on deep playoff runs and KCP's won a finals before with the Lakers a few years back, although it didn't really count because it was in the bubble in Disney. It's a Mickey Mouse championship. And anyways, they do have very good. They have a couple guys with very good experience. So hopefully they can weather that storm, but a lot rides to me in game one, because the Heat have been in some hard-fought series, and the Nuggets really, really – have. I mean, they played some co- close games against the Lakers, but they still swept them. And they have not been challenged with their backs against the wall yet in this playoffs. And I'm, yeah. lo- I'm looking forward to seeing if the Heat can push them against the wall. I think Game 7, even, even being in Denver, I would go advantage Heat because everybody has counted them out all playoffs – Nobody thought they were going to win game seven against the Celtics. They thought the Celtics were going to make history being the first team ever to be down 3-0 in the NBA and come back and win. That did not happen. The Heat blew them out on their home floor. And that leads to question. We could talk about the Celtics if you want a little bit on where they go from here. Because I, I think I think it's a ticking time bomb on, on like them failing to keep failing to get over the hump. They're so close, but how do you just keep running out the same team when you keep failing to find the ultimate goal? But yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think they find themselves in a pretty tough situation this offseason, but um, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. I, I feel like you need to keep that duo together. Um, I, yeah. I definitely think, it, I think it's it, more about rebuilding the rest of the roster, but um, it, they are very prone. Um, Given what we saw in Game Seven, you know Tatum twists his ankle, and Celtics were left with no chance. Yeah, and but, he was a fraction of the player that he is. And, you know, you can't blame everything on injury because the Heat dealt with injury. But yeah, Jimmy Butler turned his ankle too in the second yeah. quarter. Jimmy yep. Butler turned his ankle, still put up twenty-eight points, and I'm pretty sure he had a double double with ten rebounds. But he was excellent, even with the bum ankle. And I think in a game seven with a partially, you know, what turned ankle, partially sprained ankle at that point, you know, you just push through. And I I think Jimmy Butler refused to lose in that game. And I just think the Celtics were missed, just not met, didn't mesh well. There was reports of the locker room, having locker room fights throughout the series. And I don't think the chemistry was there that that the Heat just had on the court with ball movements because the Celtics just looked like they were jacking contested threes and the Heat were taking rhythm shot after rhythm shot and uh, playing very good team basketball, which – That's that's their biggest miss, though. Like when they were trying to come back from – I think it was 10 points in the third quarter at the time, and they were trying to get all 10 points back at once. Right. And you're right. There's just a disconnect there. And, you know, uh, I, I mean – they, Maybe it had something to, to do with Tatum's injury, but like if you 
if you remove Tatum from the team, let's just say it really did impact him, the rest of your team should still be able to compete and win. Yes. Um, they clearly can't. If you remove Jimmy Butler and he has a bad game like he did in game six, the Heat were still competing and they were very close to winning. Right. So, like, that's the difference between great teams that make the finals and good teams that come up short. I, I think also to a certain extent is the teams to me that have looked the best throughout this playoffs and the most consistent teams game in game out uh, have been the teams with the best ball handlers and the best facilitators. And I think Jokic being that Gabe Vincent and the duo of Gabe Vincent and Kyle Lowry, the heat just don't turn the ball over and have a high, very high assist to turnover ratio, even though they don't have that one facilitator, they have two guys who run that offense very well. Um, and I think Jokic for the Nuggets does an excellent job. Uh, he's the best facilitator in the game, in my opinion. Um, and then LeBron, even with the Lakers, was great. De'Aaron Fox with the Kings showed out. Steph Curry, to a certain extent. Um, a lot of the guys that made deep playoff runs had a very good ball handler. And I think that's what the Celtics were kind of missing uh, and, and are kind of missing. I, I don't think they have a guy who can facilitate very well. They have a lot of guys who can create their own shot, but not create excellent shots for others. So I think that's why they just, when they get down, they start to just try to press and go one-on-one. And instead of getting good shots, they try to make, they try to make incredible shots. shots. Yeah. It doesn't take that. And, the Heat and Nuggets are so good at coming back in games because they they understand the concept concept of chipping away and you know creating looks for other players like you said the playmaking ability of those teams, um, but a, a lot of that comes behind Coach Spo and uh, Coach Malone, Malone and, yeah. you know the way that they're able to kind of get those guys together and working towards a common goal is just beyond impressive and I, I mean look what Spo has done with undrafted free agents yeah. like, like just you know going from the whole um, heat front Duncan office to, yeah development to, uh, team gabe vincent gabe yeah and max Struess, like all those and, guys are and caleb martin yeah caleb guy who was cut yeah. by the freaking hornets half of half of their rotation more than half of their rotation in minutes is undrafted yeah. free agents which is incredible it's incredible the job that both of these teams have been able to do Jokic was a second round pick and look at what I mean, the Nuggets organization definitely had something to do with his development and getting him to this point. And he looks like the best player in basketball Um, because of that. When you have the best player on the floor, which I think the Heat have had um, in every series that they've played so far in this playoffs, I don't think they will have that advantage playing the Nuggets, which is why I think their Cinderella run ends um, as an eight seed, as an eight seed. In, in the Eastern Conference, getting all the way to the finals is is incredible against the one seed. So it's David versus Goliath, and I think the Heat played the the David role very well. So, yeah, I, if I was in your position as a Nuggets fan, I would I would have my doubts as well, but I'd be very excited, and I would have an absolute blast. And you're right yeah. to say I love both these teams. I mean, guys who are who love the game of basketball – they're going to love this series. Like the casual fans might not because they're not bigger teams. They're not like huge market teams. It's not the Lakers Celtics matchup that the NBA probably wanted because that's, you know, 
the, the two biggest teams matching up in the finals would be excellent for them to get casual fans to watch. But this series is great. There's a lot of lovable guys on both teams, and I don't really know who to root for. I'll probably root for my favorite player in Jimmy Butler, but you know, I, I've been a Nuggets fan. You know, I've you know I've lost a, a bet or two in my day a couple years back and was a Nuggets fan. So um, I, I still have a little bit love of love left for to give for the Nuggets, and I, I will be rooting. And I have love for you, Beal. So I, I will very much Thank you. be happy if the Nuggets win it all um, for you. Thank you, Gamby. I so, appreciate it. Yeah, that would be back-to-back chips for us with UConn basketball and Nuggets basketball. That would be that would be pretty awesome. But yep. uh, that would be pretty hype. We'll talk about it next week. We'll have game one and game two to talk about. Uh, we'll yeah, have... I'm going to game one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, <laughs> Please, if you remember, uh, just post that. Stay tuned for Beal's little arena breakdown, whatever it is, Beal. That that would be, I think, hilarious to watch and, and fun to watch, Word. whether it's Word. you're taking a bite of a hot dog or drinking a beer, whatever <laughs> it is. But have a great time. Be safe out there. And we're not done yet with this podcast. I know it seems like I'm wrapping it up. We will talk about another eight seed from Florida, the Florida Panthers making it all the way in hockey. I know there's more parity in hockey, but they're facing another juggernaut with the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights who have – they they're a relatively new franchise. I think they were made three years ago, and they're already making their second finals appearance. I think the luck runs out for the Panthers as well. I don't think the Panthers or Heat win, and I'm taking the Knights as well in this series. Nice. Nice six. But uh, yeah, I, I, that's our hockey talk for, for go hockey. Yeah. Stanley cup playoffs. (laughs) Yada, yada, yada. Go away hockey. Oh my gosh. Come on. (laughs) I like to watch hockey, which is why I, I bring it up, but I know you don't watch any sort of hockey, but I, I say this all the time, but, there's so many people who can barely skate, including myself, and to see what they're able to do on skates while knowing in the back of your head you could get smoked into the glass at any time and just get your head taken off and you're flying around at like 20 miles an hour on skates having to like handle a, a puck and shoot it at a net, it's, it's wild to me and I would never be able to do it. But yeah, that's why I love hockey. And moving on, <laughs> moving on to baseball, our Yankees, well, not our Yankees, my Yankees and your Red Sox, both teams kind of rounding out, rounding into form to what they've kind of expected to be coming into the season. The Yankees have led the league in starters to miss games with over 700 missed games by the collection of starters that were projected on our um, 25, 26 man roster going into this season, which is incredible. Um, The amount of, the amount of time lost or maybe it was 700 innings. I don't know that 700 games seems like a lot that would have to be because we're only like six, six over a little over 
like mid 50 games in. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I think it's innings, but yeah, it is. It is innings. All right. My bad for messing up that stat, but the Yankees have been riddled with injuries all year. They face another one. Harrison Bader came back from injury, provided a start spark for this Yankees team. And the Yankees have been the hottest team in the AL East for the past few weeks since Bader has been back, but he just strained his hamstring yesterday. So I, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to be excited about how many uh, this team just keeps dropping like flies. But as long as Aaron Judge is able to be on the field, I think this team has a chance. Every day he's been in, he's had an incredible start to this season. Just picked up where he was last season. And Severino being back, he's been excellent since being back, added another arm to the bullpen. So, you know, and, and we got rid of Aaron Hicks. He is now a Baltimore Oriole. We wish him nothing but the worst of luck in, in my, for me. Um, I hope he is God awful for, for the, for the Orioles. And uh, yeah, that's, that's really my Yankees talk for this, for this week. That's pretty um, brutal. Yeah. I, I mean, Aaron Hicks, I mean, come on. I, he just, he said a lot of, a lot of uh, interesting things about the Yankees organization. Um, and I'm sure he shares a lot of bad blood, which is why he decided to stay within the AL East. And I think we just have another little mini rival um, with Aaron Hicks being an Oriole. And I'm sure he's going to play much better for them than he did the Yankees, which I'm going to, I am not going to like that at all. Uh, <laughs> I don't wish, obviously, you know, we never wish, any injuries on anybody. So by worst of luck, I mean, I hope that he strikes out every at bat that he gets to the plate. And I hope he commits more errors than every other center fielder, left fielder in the league for the rest of the year. That is my hope. Yeah. Well, he's not a great fielder or a great hitter. He is pretty, pretty piss poor at both. At least he had been for the Yankees for the past three years. So Hopefully he does not improve with the Orioles, but the Yankees this week, they started the week with a win against the Mariners last night. They have a game upcoming tonight with the Mariners. They have two left with the Mariners and then they go through for a three game set with the Dodgers. So before I give you the floor to talk about your Red Sox, the New York Yankees are going to go two and three this week. I think losing Bader to injury on a road trip too, and we're having to replace him with Franchi Cordero. Not that Cordero hasn't been solid for us this year um, since picking him up um, from the Orioles um, and formerly the Red Sox. Uh, he's been, he's been a decent lefty bat, but he is not the fielder or the impact um, or the hitter that Harrison Bader is and has been this season. So I just think the Yankees hit a little, uh, hit a little skid against some very good ball clubs, and they go two and three the rest of the week this week. All right. Um, so last week, I think I guess the Red Sox would go four and two, which was wrong. They went two and four, got swept by the Angels, um, and then took two from the Diamondbacks. So uh, I'm torn. I don't know. The Diamondbacks aren't supposed to be a good team, but they are. So I guess take, taking two games was – pretty good um the angels are eh, like 
about same talent level as us, so getting swept was not ideal. And I was very wrong about prediction. So not a great week all around in baseball, but um, we've got the Reds for three games and then the Rays for three. So I'm, I'm hoping that saying we're going to go three and three is not too ambitious. Uh, the Red Sox are down to the Reds right now, three nothing in the six. So that's not fun. Um, but I do think that we're going to take two games from the Reds, one game from the Rays, and finish the week out three and three. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I personally have been way more invested in NBA uh-huh. playoffs yeah. than baseball. Um, so uh-huh. I don't have tons to say, but I do like where our pitching rotation is. I know I've given them some grief over uh, you know the last couple months, but. Sale's been pitching great. Uh, Bayo's back and better than ever. Um, it, he's been just stupid consistent for the last four games. And um, Whitlock's looking great uh, now that he's back. Paxton's thrown like 96. And Kluber was finally removed from the rotation, uh, deservedly so. Um, I don't think he's going to be a great bullpen arm because he's still only thrown like 88. But. Um, you know, I don't know. I think there's something that we could find there. Maybe he'll get back on track. But um, it's right to remove guys like that from the rotation if they're not performing. And even though he's being paid $10 million this year, you just kind of got to bite the bullet and move him and uh, kind of admit your mistake and move on. Um, Bloom has definitely pulled some great strings in the offseason, and Kluber just wasn't one of them. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the bullpen starting rotation honestly is pretty good with where we're at. I, I feel pretty confident the injury plague has definitely hit our bullpen. So I think that has, and also the offense has kind of just been a little bit dead the last week or two. So um, I'm hoping to see them improve uh, now that the rotation's kind of finding their groove, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that the Red Sox are still, over 500, uh, I just think we need to keep pushing to make improvements. And, again, this is at the very least a good learning year for the Red Sox to find out what we've got, like what works, and then um, in the offseason, you know, spend the necessary money. But I, I still really do think this is a playoff uh, competitive team. And um, I, I've definitely been uh, – proven right about this rotation I, I think it's where it needs to be at this point in the year so I, I I am feeling pretty optimistic going forward I just think we need to get through these dog days and kind of get back to where we we're hitting a crap ton of home runs every game and yeah I don't know I, I feel like that's the state of the Red Sox right now but definitely need to improve offensively I, I think Duval coming back is going to help that hugely. He's back in two weeks, and Story should be back in a month or two. So we'll we'll see where that brings us. Well, I wish you also, as as a Red Sox fan, nothing but the uh, absolute um, bottom of the barrel kind of luck with the season. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you do make the playoffs, I hope it's a wild card series against us. Um, to or one of those like little mini three game sets yeah. to get into the playoffs, and I I hope we 
win. I well, that would be very embarrassing to lose with the roster that we have versus your roster this year. But nonetheless, the Yankees have that would be the biggest letdown this year. And now that I'm talking fun. about it, that I'm going to have nightmares about it because <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen this year because they find a new way to break my heart every year. But that's here, either near there or there. I'm starting, you know, I've already said that, that this is not a World Series roster, but I think for this roster this year, I would still be shocked if they even made the championship series uh, this year. Um, but that would making it to the championship series would be the only way that hope starts to build in my heart for this team. So please don't crush my heart Yankees. Well, please do, please do, but please have the opportunity to, by getting to the championship series and then the world series, whatever. Fair enough. Never mind. I, I'm going <laughs> to stop being confusing. The Yankees right now, injury riddled, but hanging in there and the guys, I mean, Willie Calhoun, Jake Bowers, these, these guys who have been castaways from other teams have put on the pinstripes and have done a very good job this year at, at filling in um, and being plug and play players. So um, hats off to them. And I hope, I hope they, they keep, uh, keep wearing those pinstripes well and, and performing the way they are. And uh you know, we'll we'll be watching some more playoff baseball as Yankees fans this year. But that does it for us. Uh, Beal is going to game one. I'm Nuggets going to game Heath. one. You are going to game one. As always, we love you all. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy your sunsets, your sunrises, your brunches, your lunners. And without fail, Beal, take us out. Go Nugs, baby. <laughs>